Hi, I'm Steve from Jackson Interface Shelter, and today I have Ann Monroe, who is the CEO of ARE here with me today. And uh, ARE is the drop-in center just up the road, a couple hundred yards from Jackson Interface Shelter. So we're extremely thankful for them and their partnership, and glad to have Ann with me here today. Yeah, so, well, hello. thank you for having me. So welcome. And so first, just can you say, what is ARE? What does it stand for? And uh, how did you kind of find yourself in this line of work? ARE stands for Activities Recovery Empowerment, and um, we are the, the peer-run organization for uh, mental health services in Jackson and Hillsdale counties. And uh, we started out as the Jackson Drop-In Center oh, back at the, uh, the turn of the century. I think it was 2001 when uh, it originated as just the Drop-In Center. And there was a Hillsdale Drop-In Center, and they were two separate entities. And then in 2009, uh, we joined together uh, to form ARE. And uh, it was just the two little drop-in centers. And we uh, eventually added what's called uh, adult peer support services. And then we added youth peer services. And then, um, uh, oh, parent support partners and then youth peer services, but they're all peer uh, peer services. And what that means is that um, we are, a peer, the peer run organization aspect is we're 100% uh, individuals with mental health diagnoses. Mm -hmm. So that's the way the drop-in center started. And so we maintained that as we uh, enlarged the organization. Mm -hmm. So does Hillsdale still have its own drop-in center? Or is there, or the the Hillsdale, Hillsdale has a drop-in center, Jackson has a drop-in center. We have peer support offices in Hillsdale. Okay. Uh, those are housed in the drop-in center. In uh, the Jackson drop-in center, we, we, that is a standalone building and um, it shares the, the parking lot with our corporate offices and, and that's where we have our peer support services uh, housed. So. so how long have you been at ARE and how did you kind of find yourself working there? I have been the chief executive officer at ARE since 2009, and um, I started working there. I was I uh, worked at Lifeways many, many, many years ago, and uh, they approached me to do something called uh, person-centered planning facilitation, independent facilitation, which is helping people write their own uh, uh, treatment plans essentially, uh, in their own words, and and, um, and there was a contract with the drop-in center to do that. And so I, I became affiliated with the drop-in center, and um, when the, the Jackson and Hillsdale drop-in centers came together, uh, they asked for volunteers to help with the transition, and I was just volunteering. I was going to the meetings, and they were saying, we need somebody to write a policy, and I went, a policy and they said we'll need somebody else to write a I'll write a policy and then uh, I then at some point they said well we need somebody to be the CEO and you're good at writing policies so they said let's get in she'll do it <laughs> remember Mikey I mean, <laughs> I'll do so, anything they'll do anything so uh, they asked me to uh, uh, be the CEO and they said Maybe maybe ten hours a week. We'll pay you two hundred bucks. You just say you're the CEO, and uh, I said oh, it's probably not going to be the way it's going to go, and it didn't. So <laughs> here you are. Here I am. Years later. Yeah. 
So when you say uh, peer support, can mm -hmm. you just explain kind of what that means and, you know, kind of for people that aren't familiar, and, and is it support just for mental health diagnosis, is it support for substance use disorder, so what, what are these so peers supporting with? <laughs> our, our primary focus is mental health, uh, mental health diagnoses. Um, and those would be uh, things like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, um, uh, depression, things like that. And uh, peer support means that the, the, the people that are, are, that are working uh, in the field have to have a lived experience with mental health diagnosis. So they, there's some similarities to case management uh, for for the, the peer support in that uh, peer supporters help people to access services in the community. They add, they help people to write um, goals for themselves, create goals and, and, and do long-term and short-term planning for themselves like a case manager would. But peer support specialists, uh, their, their main um, qualification is that they have been there yep. right so they so our youth peer support specialists are young people who have themselves a mental health diagnosis and they walk alongside young people that have mental health diagnoses our adult peer support specialists have uh have to navigate the mental health system and they have mental health diagnoses and they've had to take medication and so forth and so they walk alongside people that are not maybe as far along in their recovery and the, the same thing with our parent support partners. They are parents of kids with special needs who then walk alongside other parents of kids with special needs to help them to navigate the system. So uh, even though most of our, uh, our peer, peer support specialists have uh, degrees or at least some degree of, of college, um, some advanced degrees, that's not, the, that's not what qualifies them as a peer support specialist, what qualifies them is that they've been there. And so 100% of your staff have lived experience no matter what position they're in, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, myself included, um, our board of directors is required to have uh, a lived experience uh, with a mental health diagnosis. Now there's some overlap. And you were asking about um, substance use and so forth. You know, we've got numerous uh, folks that have some overlap either with substance use disorder or with a, uh, a developmental disability or, um, you know, some other kind of co-occurring thing. But the main thing is that uh, everybody has to have a mental health diagnosis, mm -hmm. has to have history with, uh, with mental health. Mm -hmm. So with being a drop-in center, mm -hmm. what does that mean? If someone's never been to a drop-in center, what are they dropping in to do? Or what is what takes place inside the walls of this building? Right. Yeah, the, the, the drop-in center is a, a, an informal kind of uh, friendly, almost home-like setting uh, where people can come and go as they please. We're open five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday, some holidays, um, usually Christmas we're open, uh, Thanksgiving, those those kinds of things. Uh, and we've got games to play, uh, snacks to munch on, 
uh, coffee is always flowing, uh, uh, support and recovery groups. And again, it's staffed by people with lived experience. So you can come and you can be as proactive uh, with your mental health recovery as, as you wish. Mm -hmm. You can come and go out back and smoke, smoke cigarettes and drink coffee if you want. Or you can go to a support and recovery group. You can go, you can do arts and crafts. You can, uh, you can volunteer. There's lots of different options. And um, I kind of look at a drop-in center. So the drop-in centers are kind of the free arm of, of what we do. Um, and I look at the drop-in center as the place where you can rest in your, in your mental health recovery journey. Because if, if you are kind of, uh, if you're getting lots of services, say from LifeWays or or, or something, you're, you're getting medications, you've got a case manager, you've got to go to different recovery groups, you have, uh, you know, you have, a, you have your life planned. Somebody is planned when you come and when you go, you may be staying at a care home or something like that. You're always working, working, working on your recovery and you need a place to breathe. You need a place to be. Uh, it's like when you, when you work out, you know, when you lift, when you lift the weights, you have to have some recovery time for that, all of that work to take hold. And that's kind of where I see the drop-in center. And then, so do you call them members, people that come? Mm -hmm. Okay, so to become a member, what does that entail? They, yeah. Uh, to, to be a member of the drop-in center, you have to be 18 years old and you have to have some, some uh, way to show that you have had services at some point. Mm -hmm. So if you've gone to, say, LifeWays, um, we can access the system because we're LifeWays providers. Um, if you had, we, I just got a phone call from someone at Henry Ford Allegiance today asking if somebody that's just being, uh, is just leaving um, today, that they need some kind of service and they, they can't get services immediately. Mm -hmm. So they just called and ask can can she come to the drop-in center yeah and that call from henry ford is all we need okay or if somebody's you oftentimes have people that are coming from out of state or out of out of town um we'll just get permission to call a, a previous provider mm -hmm. you know we might have to fax a uh, a release or something to, to just to make sure and and part of the reason is because we are so centrally located, a lot of neighbors that didn't actually have mental health diagnoses okay. who were who were, we were coming. so welcoming that everybody was there. We were really welcoming. <laughs> well, we didn't we didn't actually have access to our building for about a month or two, mm -hmm. so we were meeting outside in the backyard. And During COVID, you mean? It was before COVID. Okay. It was. Um, maybe a year or two before COVID. Okay. So we were grilling hot dogs every day in the backyard. Probably pretty popular during that we time. We were very popular. And uh, so we were we were a little bit too welcoming and then we had to kind of rein it in and we had to say, okay, wait, not everybody, you know, families with children, etc. you know, not so everybody. You focus yeah. your care a little bit. Yeah, I've got to focus on, yeah. on the people that really need it, so.
And you mentioned you had a pool table, so you had laundry. Mm -hmm. And what I understand, people can rent a locker for a dollar a month or something. Yeah, like we got leases for a dollar a month. You can rent a locker. We're making a killing on we them. Are, <laughs> there are a lot of sticky notes that say, uh, you, you know, talk to James, you haven't paid your, your rent fee. Um, but yeah, we've got lockers, we've got laundry service, we have. Um, what else do we have going on here? We, you know, before COVID, we were going on um, camp. We go on camping trips. We do lots of outings, and um, uh, we we were serving lunches before COVID. Uh, now we have lots of um, canned goods and shelf stable food that we that we give to folks mm -hmm. uh, to 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 make at home or uh, we'll have snacks all through the day at the center too. So, so and then funding wise, is it fully through Lifeways? Is that kind of the, the majority of our funding is from okay. Lifeways? Yeah. Um, the a drop in center model is a, is a model through uh, Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. There are 52 drop in centers in the state. Mm -hmm. So there's a specific way you have to do a drop-in center, uh, starting with it being 100% uh, consumer run and being off-site from, I say consumer, that's the old-fashioned word for peer mm -hmm. or member, um, and it has to be off-site of the, the, mental, the, uh, the community mental health board. But um, I'd say maybe 90% of our funding is from, from Lifeways right now. Um, but we do get some grant funding. Uh, we're doing some more um, fun, not fundraising. We're doing, some, yeah, fundraising. We're doing some more fundraising. We've got a, a, a nifty little app where you can round your dollars up on your credit card to go toward um, ARE services, okay. which is nice because uh, our drop-in center um, uh, is always in the red. We use our, 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 billing from our peer services mm -hmm. to pay for a drop-in center because of, of course it's 100% free right. to anyone that shows up. So we've got to figure out, you know, the most creative ways to be able to pay for those services. And if someone is street homeless, so you would have a lot of great facilities where they could come in, mm -hmm. get peer support, have some activities, mm -hmm. do their laundry, things like that. So is that, do you see some folks that are we we get a lot of folks that yep. that, that wander down the street from yep. from the shelter. Um, we and you know there there's an awful lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks that that come to you have mental health diagnoses and have had histories of trauma, just being homeless. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, so we do get a, a lot of turnover. Mm -hmm. I mean we've got we've got folks that have been coming to the drop-in centers for. 25 years, yeah. but we also have people that are brand new that you know show up and get welcomed in and mm -hmm. take naps on our couches and drink our coffee and and you know make friends and then yeah. go on their merry way. That's how we first met. I came to your office on your couch and I drank coffee. And so that's what we do. We sit around and drink coffee. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> so one thing I appreciated when we first met, because um, I myself spent some time living over in Africa and the country of Zambia. So when mm -hmm. we first connected, mm -hmm. you mentioned that you lived in Senegal for, for a while. So yeah. what did you do over there? Does any of that 
I always think a global perspective is helpful because even in this line of work to have a yeah. context of, of how that is within America, but also outside of that. So how is that? Well, you're thinking. coincidentally, I've worked at a drop, not a drop-in center, a inner city center. Mm -hmm. um, I was fresh out of college and I had a degree in marketing and French. Um, and uh, Senegal is a French-speaking country and um, I was uh, attending a Southern Baptist church at the time and they had a, uh, a, a program called... Um, uh, journey journeyman it's, it was a two-year program uh, for for college grads you know kind of like uh, the, the, the the folks that go there for two years what is the Peace Corps? yeah Peace Corps mm -hmm. um, right it was like the Peace Corps mm -hmm. um, and uh, so since I was a French speaker and Senegal was a French speaking that their official language is French mm -hmm. I, I went to Senegal and I worked in an inner city center. Well, that, I actually didn't realize that that's what you did there. So. Is that, well, yeah. you know, it, I didn't think about it until maybe I'd been at, at working uh, with ARE for a couple of years. And I went, wait, 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 just one second. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I taught, um, I taught French literacy and English as a second language and we we had a library and they had uh, foosball tables yeah. and no pool tables, but a lot of similarities, a lot of similarities. Have you kept up with your French? No, pas du tout. <laughs> Whatever you said, oh, great No, I, I, I can say some, some phrases. I can say a few phrases in, uh, in the, the, the native language there, uh, but not very much anymore. You know, I, I would have to, I would probably talk like a four-year-old at this point. It's better than I can do. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. So kind of as we wrap up, any kind of last things that you think would be good for the community to know about the drop-in center, how to get involved, and then also I know you mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, you might be interested in uh, some additional board members, so you're welcome to kind of mention yeah, that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, a couple <clears> things <throat> come to mind. One is that we have... A kind of a community room in the in the the bottom half of our drop-in center mm -hmm. that is uh, we use it for we, we have an NA group that meets there. Mm -hmm. uh, but what does NA stand for? Uh, uh, Narcotics Anonymous. Um, so any any uh, groups that, that that where there's some overlap mm -hmm. with uh, the population that we serve. Uh, we open that room up so that they could they can meet there. We haven't been doing that a lot during uh, uh, during COVID. Uh, we had an LGBTQ group that that met there. We've had Smiles on Wheels that have come. We've had vaccination clinics and so forth. But you know, if, if there's anybody that 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 has a need, mm -hmm. um, we don't have a particular charge per se. I, th mm -hmm. I think NA passes the hat periodically and every so often mm -hmm. we get a few bucks. Uh, but it, to me, it's important to be able to open that up to the community. So that's one thing. That's something that we can mm -hmm. give. Um, but we are looking for board members. Uh, we've Our board has diminished significantly since COVID. Uh, it, we're looking for Hillsdale board members, not that that will this podcast is probably not uh, happening a lot. We're internationally. You're international. Sure. Yeah. 
Right, like the world famous Cascades. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, international. Um, <laughs> um, so we're, we're looking for board members. We, we're, our board is diverse in terms of disability, mm-hmm. but it's not diverse in terms of um, uh, ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really important to me mm-hmm. to, uh, to diversify mm-hmm. more in our board. Uh, and one of the other issues with uh, board being a board member for ARE is that you have to identify as someone with a mental health diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So you got gutsy, right. you know. You got to be you got to be confident and and, uh, and and wear that stuff proudly, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but we are looking for board members. We're also looking for uh, we're, we're we're trying to get our eggs out of just the one funding basket mm-hmm. and um, looking for s- some help in a committee to, to try to figure out how we can we can do that a little bit better. So if anyone's interested in... Would that just be going to your discuss. website if there's interest or how would they best reach out? Yeah, yeah, you could go to our website, which is www.arepeerservices.org. Um, you could you could call uh, 517-788-9147 and uh, ask for Ann. Ask for Ann. <laughs> Say I'm I want Ann and no, there's only one of me. Right. There's one and only. Yeah. <laughs> there's one in every group. <laughs> one and only Ann. No. That's right. Well, that's that's great. So thanks for taking the time uh, to come in. Thanks for being a fantastic partner. I know it's a huge blessing for us here on the shelter staff, having you guys right down the road. You're just a great partner, a great resource, yeah. and so many of the folks we serve, uh, you know, are able to connect with with your peer supports in a, a different way. And then even once they get out of homelessness, for them to already have the connection with the drop-in center is just going to continue to help them to move forward. So thank you yeah. for what you do. You're welcome. Well, and one of the other things is we do hire, uh, we hire people who are, have been members in our center before as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that that's, that's a, another important thing. And I, people coming in know that I see your me. volunteers, you know, working here and everything that's kind of similar to the way we run things. Do your listeners or your, your viewers know the kind of, uh, uh, the, the, improvements you've made at this place have, have you given I, them a tour yet or anything we if they follow on uh, facebook we do a lot of periodic updates on our website yeah. we are actually yeah. doing a um we're doing our second annual block party on oh, august right. 6th okay so i'd love for ted to join but we're doing a ribbon cutting as well so chamber oh, nice. i guess i'm bringing a chainsaw or an axe or some scissors or something yes. to cut that thing but we're excited because then we'll actually be able to give people tours um, if they haven't been always set foot in since we made the renovation. So excited about that. Fun. So thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.